We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. This broadcast focuses on helping unbelievers come to Christ and to help the body of Christ to grow spiritually through teaching from the Holy Bible. On today, I want to share some insight from the scriptures about our relationship with Christ and with other people in our lives. I believe this is needed. Because we never stand alone in this world unless we're on a deserted island away from civilization. Civilization will present to us a culture of interaction that includes rules and guidelines for our relationships. As Christians, we also have relationship rules and guidelines as well that will please the Lord if we so decide to live by them. He doesn't force us to. But I'm a witness that the Lord draws us to his plan for intimate relationship with him and other people. He draws us by rewarding us with his presence in our lives. God's presence includes his release of love into our lives as our father. As with a natural father, the Lord will take us into his home filled with safety, security, Provision, direction, unexpected gifts, restoration, healing physically, healing mentally, healing emotionally, overflow of comfort, overflow of love, overflow of peace of mind. It is like being in a hospital where there is a cure for every illness. Also in God's home, there is a celebration after every newborn child that causes even angel, angels to rejoice. There is so much I could say about the blessings of being a child of, law, of God, living in his home. You see, coming to the Lord far outweighs a life outside of him. Leaking up with anything else outside of God with heartfelt faith and confidence is very, very, very dangerous to our well-being. We must turn away from good things and bad things that are outside of God's plan for our life. Now take these thoughts from Jeremiah 17 and 5, which says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man. and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert. He shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. 
Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. But he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. I'll stop reading there, but you'll see in the scripture that it declares that we are blessed when we focus our confidence in the Lord, who we cannot see. At the same time, it says we are cursed when our hearts are drawn to trust what we can see and touch. You see, distrust in the Lord moves us into a desert-like atmosphere, and trust in the Lord moves us into a place where survival is possible in a time of famine. Faith in the Lord moves us into places of success. Doubt in the Lord moves us to a place of failure. What we know from God's voice and his word will always be greater, beloveds, than what we hear from fleshly thoughts. This truth will always prevail because there is no failure in God. However, God, or rather man, can fail without God's strength. We can run out of resources and strength, but the Lord stays full regardless of the resources that he releases into our lives. Our limited resources and strength cannot compete with the unlimited power and resources of the Lord. Therefore, for a season, man may seem to carry the load of fulfilling our needs and draw our hearts to them as the provider. But rest assured that in time, we must, oh yeah, we must rise up in faith. We've got to grow up in the Lord who can give strength to weary bodies and fill up our emptiness. Now, please be aware, I'm not saying that the Lord will not use people to bless us with what we need. He could send us advice through people that is straight from the heart of the Lord. But we must be careful to not be drawn closer to the provision than we are to the original provider. We've got to be careful to not allow the provision to become our God and make us its slave. Our Father God is a jealous God who loves to be acknowledged for being the ultimate source of all our blessings. Oh yes, the ultimate source of all our blessings is from the Lord. Now I stress this great truth of God being our ultimate provider because Satan will send what I call earthly predators, wolves in sheep's clothing that have a goal to win our hearts and allegiance from God by giving us things that we need. The earthly predator's goal is control and use of our bodies and souls for things that do not please the Lord. They enter quietly and gently into our lives, but eventually reveals their original plan to steal us from God's plan for our life. Now, one way to spot earthly predators is by their fruit. You see this in Matthew 7, 15 through 20, where Jesus said these words. He said, beware of false prophets 
who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do, do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown in a fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. In this scripture, Jesus compares a false prophet to that of a ravenous wolf whose goal is to take something that we have for their pleasure. Their weakness is the presence of bad fruit that will not taste like good fruit. We must perform what I call the taste test. Never be afraid to perform the taste test. The taste test will let you know if the fruit will turn into poison once digested. Bad fruit can be false teaching to cause us to stray from the presence of the true shepherd. Or it could be their lifestyle that produces fruit of sin instead of righteousness. Both types of bad fruit can affect our lives and slowly poison us. And that's why we must taste it and not digest it. The goal of this poison is to destroy our intimate relationship with the Lord. Their goal, false prophets who are like ravenous wolves, is to gain control of our resources that will build up their kingdom and not God's kingdom. Beloved, Jesus makes it very clear in this text that wolves in sheep's clothing have short-lived lives. He says in this text, Matthew 7 and 19, every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into fire. In other words, a tree that bears bad fruit is no good to the owner of the tree. God is just like a field owner who will remove bad trees and focus on watering the good trees that bear good fruit. For this reason, people who bear bad fruit will have shortened lives. Therefore, if our hope is placed in things that will be short-lived and fail, then we will be left without and alone. For this reason, I encourage us to always keep ourselves opened up to all good so that we always have the support we need. Wolves in sheep's clothing will eventually lose their cover and show who they really are. Some of us, that wolf may be a parent, a spouse, a sibling, a child, a friend, or an employer. These intimate relationships sometimes bring deep feelings of sorrow when we realize just how dangerous of a path they are leading us into. But know this and be assured the Holy Spirit will let you see them for who they are. Always keep in mind that Satan can enter the hearts of those around us to hurt us and guide us away from the Lord. This happened to Christ in his relationship with Judas who betrayed him. You see this in Luke chapter 20 through 2, verse 3 through 6. It says that Satan entered Judas, surname Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. 
So went he his way and conferred with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give money. So he promised and sought opportunity to betray Jesus to them in the absence of the multitude. Beloved, Jesus had been a close disciple of Jesus for about three years. He saw the miracles that Jesus performed. Set at his table to eat and drink. He was chosen by Christ to help build his church after he left the earth. However, this verse suggests Satan's spirit entered into Judas and caused him to do evil. This situation of Christ lets us know that intimate relationships can sour and go south. They can turn into a relationship of betrayal and hidden agendas for being in our lives. After Judas realized that the Jewish priest wanted Jesus dead, tried to return the money and out of grief and despair killed himself, Judas found no room for repentance or a chance to let Christ know how awful he felt about his betrayal. You see in this story how God allowed Judas to shorten his own life. He did a bad thing to a good friend and suffered the consequence of great grief that led him to committing suicide. Beloveds, I knew no Jesus knew who Judas was, but as we are, we must learn to let these people go and allow Christ to be our ultimate provider of strength. Well, I've got to go. God bless you, beloveds. Hope to share again with you next week.